This show is pre recorded and furnished by Patricia Greenberg, the fitness gourmet. I'm so glad that you finally made it here. You thought nobody cared, but I did. I could tell. And this is your year, and it always starts here. And oh, you're aging well. Hi, I'm Patricia Greenberg, and you are listening to Eat Well, Live Well, Age Well on KABC 790 AM. My guest today is award-winning entrepreneur and best-selling author, Bonnie Marcus. She's devoted her professional life to assisting women to successfully navigate the workplace and position and promote themselves to advance their careers. Bonnie's new book focuses on workplace challenges faced by women over 50. She refers to gendered ageism in her new book, Not Done Yet, How Women Over 50 Regain Their Confidence and Claim Workplace Power, a powerhouse of information and tools to navigate the workplace as we age. Welcome, Bonnie. Oh, thanks, Patricia. It's great to be here. Yeah. How are you doing in the in the pandemic? Are you hanging in there? Well, you know, it's a challenge to launch a book in a pandemic. Yes. And uh, my first book, Politics of Promotion, came out in 2015. And of course, then there were conferences and book tours. And so now it's all virtual. It is. And I, I mentioned that because I think it ties into what we're all doing is we're all trying to help those around us age well, as well as age well ourselves. And the pandemic uh, threw an unbelievable wrench into our, our plans. And uh, you and I were talking uh, before we got on the air a little bit about all the tech and the things that we need to learn is actually a little bit more palatable in a group or when you're around people or like you say at a conference. I too launched a book and there was nowhere to go. So I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do a do over this year. That's for sure. sure, sure. <laughs> so let's dive right in, Bonnie. Um, you, you broke your book up into part one, part two, and um, I think it's part three. Yes. The way that you laid everything out is wonderful. I'm also going to show on the audio. Here is the book. Not done yet. I love the title. Amazing. So part one, you talk about assumptions about aging that hold us back. I'm too old. I'm irrelevant. I'll never get another job. That seems to be the stumbling block. Well, it is. I think it's the place to start. Patricia, because ageist uh, beliefs, stereotypes, bias, so ingrained in our society that we don't even realize how much of it we ourselves as individuals absorb. And we need to identify what some of those stereotypes and limiting beliefs are, because then we hold ourselves back. You know, it's one thing to have all this bias in society it's going to take a while for us to build awareness and for society to change. But we can control our own beliefs. And so I say that's a really good place to start. And we are really all ages. One thing that yes, I realized yeah. mm-hmm. writing this book is, oh, my God, Bonnie, your age is this way and your age is that way. So it is. It's so ingrained in our society that we need to recognize what we believe and how that may hold us back, especially in the workplace. You know, I had a guest on not too long ago, and we talked about how the marketing, the genius of marketing in America and throughout the world now, this used to be kind of exclusive to America, but now it seems to have permeated around the world. It's designed to make you feel bad about yourself, right? Especially in an ageist way. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, we've grown up with Emails, uh, you know, 16 years old on the on the cover of of women's magazines. And that's what we're supposed to look like. Right. right. I think that um, as women 50 plus, 
we don't have any role models. I mean, what are we supposed to look like? Because most of the celebrities and models, you know, have had a lot of work done and, you know, no judgment there. But then as we're aging and we're looking in the mirror, we're wondering, well, really, what what am I supposed to look like as a woman over 50 at this point? And then if you don't look like that, you're considered someone who doesn't take care of themselves. Well, that woman, she doesn't take care of herself. She doesn't color her hair. She doesn't wear makeup. She doesn't go to the dermatologist or the plastic surgeon and get fixed. Like you can't win, right? If you do it, you're, you're vain and you're, you're in denial. And if you don't do it, you're, you're not taking care of yourself. Women can't win in a lot of ways. Yeah. Well, well, <laughs> but, yeah. One of the things that I talk about in the book is like no judgment. Mm-hmm. I interviewed a lot of women who are really suffering in the workplace because of the pressure to look young and pretty. And, you know, once we show visible signs of aging, that's when, you know, gendered ageism shows up. We're viewed as less competent. We're viewed as not uh, offering the same level of, of value to our company, to our business. And it's based on, you know, how we look. So some of the women that I interviewed felt tremendous pressure to have eye lift surgery and Botox and filler. And it's not out of vanity, Patricia. It's just to stay marketable. It's It's survival. It's it's actually survival. And I I want to speak to that for a second before we go on to part two. And that is, so you feel too old because your surroundings and somebody's telling you you're too old, which translates into you no longer relevant, which translates into you're never going to get a job anywhere because you're not valuable. And I think that, you know, who's telling us that a male boss with a female employee is a very common scenario, but are female bosses doing this as well? Yeah, but I I think to an earlier point, we're telling it to ourselves. Yes, Yes. And that's the point of the first section in the book is that when you tell yourself too old, when you tell yourself you're never going to get another job, when you tell yourself you're irrelevant, then you it's going to become a self-fulfilling prophecy and you're not going to do what it takes to really uh, stay marketable. You're not going to communicate the same way with con- confidence, you may hesitate to raise your hand or volunteer for something. And so we don't realize how our own beliefs really hold us back. That doesn't mean that we don't get treated as being irrelevant and too old by our bosses, both male and female. Yeah. Now, going on to part two, you say, stop playing small and do what it takes to stay in the game. And there's a a lot of subtitles here. Um, Talk about is in the beginning is Declare your ambition. Right. Uh, So in this section of the book, any of these tips that I am providing are tips that you should be doing your whole career. (laughs) And so for people who are, you know, women who are reading this who aren't 50 yet, I mean, the message here is be proactive. It's just that as you start to show visible signs of aging, regardless of what your age is, and you are more vulnerable You need to be more vigilant than ever to do some of these things. One of the things is declare your ambition. If you're over 50, maybe people in the workplace are assuming that you're going to slow down, Mm -hmm. that you don't travel as much. And so be proactive and set up a meeting with your manager and say, 
you know, that I am committed to continuing to add value to this organization. Let's talk about how I can continue to, to add value over the next five, 10 years, regardless. So it's really before people are dismissing you and pushing you to the sidelines saying, you know what, I am still really committed to continuing my career. Now, you have a, a, a section in here, to, and the heading is respond to ageist comments without getting fired. How do we do that? How do we fight back? Well, first of all, I think it's important to respond to ageist comments because I truly believe that ageism is so ingrained in our society that some of the jokes, some of the things about aging, I mean, just look at birthday cards. Oh, sure. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. So some of that is just like, ha ha. Um, and people don't realize that they're being ageist. I don't think that when it, most of those comments, I'm going to give benefit of the doubt, uh, are not malicious. And so it's important to help people become aware of how those make you feel and how they are ageist. You know, similar to, you know, the Me Too, when we were silent before Me Too and we didn't respond, a lot of people were unaware that their behavior was sexist. Right. So the way we can respond is simply by saying, you know, somebody says, oh, you know, you're such a dinosaur. They saying, um, when you said that, that really made me feel um, less than. And I just want to acknowledge how that made me feel and let you know that that's ageist. Right. Hopefully um, you'll be teaching a lesson in that. You know, the interesting thing about the ageist comments is like I use the term and I'd love your clarification on this. I use the term old school all the time. Like, yeah, I don't know if I'm doing that to myself by saying I'm really old school. I just like to pick up the phone and call someone. And people are making airline reservations, you know, on a text or uh, we're not eating out so much. But, you know, people are making plans to get together. You know, we have holidays coming up and everybody's confirming online or on a text. I like to pick up the phone and call somebody. And it says, oh, you're so old school or nobody does that anymore. And I feel like, you know, where does that put you? Where does that put you when you like the old I would say old technology or (laughs) (laughs) pre-technology. Is that a hazardous statement in the workplace? I think you could reframe that by saying um, you're more traditional. Okay. Rather than using the word old, because when you use that, then people begin to tag you that way. Right. But in reality, what you're saying is you like the more traditional way of communicating by picking up the phone and um, responding that way. Well, I also think some of the problem is is a lot of miscommunication. And a lot of times you might write something in a text that comes out as offensive or inappropriate to what you're talking about. And uh, Bonnie, you also discuss in that section, uh, land a new job. Some of this is preparation for getting a job. Some of it's preparation for landing a new job. And if an environment is really not good, you want to get out of there and get into a new job. Am I correct? It depends. Uh, I interviewed some women who made the decision that they were going to stay simply because the salary was good, the benefits were good, and they were able to kind of balance the uh, negativity in the workplace with things outside of the workplace that brought them joy, like hanging with their girlfriend Mm -hmm. and going to the gym and running and doing all these things. So, uh, I mean, some women will say, that that salary is is a priority. 
Others will say they can't tolerate it anymore and they do want to leave and find find another job. You know, especially with this pandemic, Patricia. Yeah. I mean, so many hundreds of thousands of women have lost their jobs and many of them are over 50 and now it's even more challenging. It takes longer for women over 50 to find new jobs. And without going into like all the details and specifics that I give in the book, What I want to say is most important is to check your mindset, you know, because if you believe that you aren't going to land another job, chances are it's going to take you a heck of a lot longer and you may not. And I give two examples in the book of one woman who really had a positive mindset. I mean, she was devastated that she lost her job. Don't get me wrong, but she had a very positive mindset about finding a new one, made it her new full-time job to to get another one. And she did land another job with a brand in a brand new industry. She reinvented herself as opposed to this other woman who I spoke with on the phone about something she could do to position herself to land another job. She didn't want to hear any of it. Yeah. So which one is, is you know, the path that that you're going to follow? And your mindset has a lot to do with it. Hi, I'm Patricia Greenberg, and you're listening to Eat Well, Live Well, Age Well on KABC 790 AM, where we talk about all things aging well. I want to take a minute to introduce a new product from a company I discovered while trying to keep my caffeine intake down, Cave Coffee Roasters, the most delicious decaf I have ever tasted. They prepare their decaffeinated coffee through the Swiss water process, which removes 99.9% of the caffeine. It's 100% chemical-free and leaves all the original characteristics of this wonderful coffee intact. As an introduction, Cave is offering a special 15% off for our listeners. Go to www.cavecoffee.com, K-A-H-V-E-K-O-F-F-E-E.com and enter the code AGINGWELL15 and tell them you heard about it here at KABC. I'm here with Bonnie Marcus and her new book, Not Done Yet, is a handbook for women of all ages that help us navigate the workplace in a climate of age and gender discrimination and ultimately thrive. Bonnie, it's funny, right before I took the station ID, I wanted to ask you about that reinvention. Reinvention is huge now. People are trying to find all kinds of ways to reinvent themselves. They were in an industry for 20 years, 30 years, maybe even 40 years, and their hobby has become a passion to them. I'm an avid knitter and I'm turning this into a little industry. I don't even sell them. I knit incessantly and I'm sending scarves and hats and gifts to my friends all over the country. And people are saying, why don't you make a little business out of it? And I thought, well, why not? That would be an interesting after 60 career for me. Um, So tell us about how people can pivot. Yeah, I think it's, first of all, it's connecting with what you are passionate about uh, and where your talent lies. Because I think very often we, you know, we get stuck in ruts, right? Right. Every day we go to work, we do the same things, you know, we're checking off our to-do list, we come home, maybe we have family responsibilities. We never take the time really to say, gee, what do I really enjoy at this point? And what opportunities are out there for me with some of these things that I'm passionate about? So we, first of all, need to take time to reflect, and, and think about what kind of opportunities we have for reinvention and do that without holding ourselves back. Right. 
you know, because I think the first thing is, oh, well, you know, I'll never be able to set up a knitting business. I mean, who do I think I am at this point? And I, you know, you can think of a million ways why you're going to fail before you even start. So I think it's important, even if it's just in a journal, to start writing out all of these ideas without sabotaging it before you get to the end point and just let it flow and see where it see where it goes and see where your creativity goes. I love what you said in, in, in the third section here. Be your badass self. Take control. Be physical. Be present. Choose joy. Love yourself. Put yourself first. Own the power of your age. You come first. I can't say that over. And I'm a mother and I'm a grandmother now. And I have my husband and my siblings. But I realize if I don't take care of myself, I start hating everybody around me. I start not feeling good physically. I can't drive that point home enough is that especially if you're in a quandary about what you're going to do with the rest of your life, like you say, take a step back and take a look at yourself. So you talk about being physical, being present. I want you to speak to that. Do you know we're all exhausted? Yes. Even the young people, we're just exhausted by the world and the bombardment of inaccurate information. We don't know what to believe. We don't know who to listen to. Relationships are fragmented. Tell us maybe you have some tips or some sage wisdom on how to do that, how to be present and not feel defeated every single day. It's like the end of the day. It's like, I felt like I've, you know, I've run a hundred miles. Which for you is nothing, right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I think the best tip I can give is a chapter in my book called Choose Joy. And we don't take the time to really recognize the joy in our life because yeah, we're exhausted, we're run down, we're, you know, we're, we're busy, busy, busy. But if we make it our intention to find joy, we will find it. And that has everything to do with, with being present as well. Um, and so I make that my intention every day to find something that brings me joy, that fuels me. And that gives you energy. That gives Mm -hmm. you confidence. That helps you feel really good about your life and where you are in your life. Not that a lot of stuff doesn't happen. Right. And there's a lot of negative stuff. But when you focus on the positive and when you focus on joy, you get through that and you see, okay, you know, I'm on to the next thing. I I have new opportunities to pursue. It really gives you the energy to keep going. You know, you also talk about owning the power of your age and what maybe appear to be aspects of your age where you're falling apart or you feel like you don't look as good or things aren't as going well. Let's talk about the, the aspects of aging that are empowering and that give us a sort of a, a then we become the elders, we become the, the wisdom keepers, we become the teachers. True. Uh, and I think we need to own that. We need to stop apologizing that we are perhaps one of the older women in, in the workplace. Uh, we need to realize that we have so much talent and wisdom and experience that we can really help others to be successful. Some of the things I talk about in the book are how to build a a cross-generational network and how to reach out to younger colleagues and how, how can you help each other and learn new skills and how can they introduce you to new skills? You perhaps can introduce them to colleagues that will help open up doors for them. 
So it's that mutually beneficial relationship. But it starts with what do you have to contribute, right? What do you bring to your relationships? What do you bring to to your work? And that has everything to do with, with your experience. And rather than focusing so much on the past, take that experience and figure out how you can leverage that to move not only your career forward, but your your business, your organization forward. So think about what your business is trying to achieve and how can all that help you, right? How can you help that organization based on what you contribute? So you have to learn how to take care of yourself and be a team player at the same time. And we were taught all of our lives that you're not going to get ahead unless you're selfish and don't think about everyone around you. And one thing I always say is that defensive, selfish, out for myself, you know, may work when you're 25, but it really turns on you at some point and you alienate everyone around you with that behavior. So I really love what you said about becoming part of a team and what can you contribute. Do you recommend disclosing your age? Whether it's a legal issue or not, is that when you go into a new job interview and say, hey, I'm 57, I'm 60, I'm 62, you know, these these age that sounds old to a young person. It does. I don't know that I would do that in a job interview. I know they can't ask. Um, and so I, I wouldn't necessarily volunteer with it because, as they say, and I hate this saying, age is just a number. Right. Mm hmm. But people categorize you based on that on that age. And then they make assumptions about you, about your value, about, uh, you know, what you're going to be able to uh, contribute to the organization. So rather than that, and and certainly, I you know, disclosure, I wouldn't necessarily hold back. But on the other hand, lead with the value you're going to bring and not make age the focal point of any interview because that's ageist. Right. On both ends, on both sides. Bonnie, I want to ask you, what do you like about getting older? I love having grandchildren. Uh, I totally, I have three grandsons. I have uh, one 11, one eight and one two. Wow. Just adore them. So that certainly is is a very special part of, of my life. You know, my children are grown now and they, they're busy. They have their own lives. And so it gives me the time and the space to really take better care of myself and focus on some of the things that I'm passionate about. You know, I can't imagine uh, writing a book, <laughs> you know, now that I've just finished my second book. I can't imagine doing that with with young children. With little kids around. Sure. It's impossible. Mm -hmm. And um, I some of the women that I've connected with through this pandemic who have children and pets and spouses and you get just it's it's amazing to me how they are juggling everything. And I recognize that I now have more freedom Mm -hmm. to be Mm -hmm. to be myself and not be the caretaker. Yeah. And then you can love the grandchildren and give them back when you're done. That's what I always say about it. It's like, you know, we have a, we have a two-year-old living in the house with us right now until the children, the kids are buying a new house and uh, we have the baby there and it's like, okay, the baby's crying. It's your problem. You go get her. (laughs) But then you can enjoy them for the time that you enjoy them. So it's kind of fun. 
Bonnie, in closing, I want to thank you so much for your insight, your wisdom and advice for all of us working women who need the support and the camaraderie that you provide to help us be our badass self. I, I just I love that term. And you and I have talked about that before. And I just want to say to all the badass women out there, thank you for listening to Eat Well, Live Well, Age Well on KABC 790 AM. Please tune in again for our engaging discussions on all things aging well. Bonnie, it's been a pleasure, um, you know, and I wish you all the best. And I hope this year opens up a lot of new opportunity for you. And we can all get out there together and tout our books and share ideas and everything we have together as women, young and old, young and old for sure. And um, just be here together for each other. And hopefully we'll all live a very, very long life. And a joyful one. Yes, exactly. Thank you for that. Have a wonderful day and we'll see you soon. Okay, thanks, Patricia. Thank you. Thank you again for listening to Eat Well, Live Well, Age Well on KABC 790 AM. Tune in again for our engaging discussions on all things aging well. I'm so glad that you finally made it here. You thought nobody cared, but I did. I could tell. And this is your year and it always starts here. This show is pre-recorded and furnished by Patricia Greenberg, the fitness gourmet.